Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Nick, and this is the Vacant Wrestling Podcast. The podcast that knocks more women out than Bill Cosby. Now, joining me is Tyler. Hey, guys. What's going on? And then we got Tim. Hey. All right. Now we're covering Extreme Rules, WWE Extreme Rules, Raw Extreme Rules, 2017, as it's now names. known. Too many names yeah, for that one. And where are we starting off tonight? All right. So let's start with the pre-show. Quick and dirty. Good, good, good lord. How fun. Oh, man. All right. The pre-show included my man's Callisto versus uh, the number one star on the Titus brand, Apollo Crews. I'm very surprised uh, you said with... that Callisto was your man's <laughs> and not Apollo Crews or Titus O'Neil. With Callisto going over. Uh, Nick. Yeah, I uh, I just don't understand what's going on with this this storyline. Honestly, like I just want it to end, and like we all know how how it's gonna end. It's just gonna be Apollo Crews getting sick of Titus O'Neil. Can like that's just what it's gonna be, and we've seen it so many times before. Just rehash with different other like uh bits, and I just can't wait for it to be over. Cause I think Apollo Crews has actual potential. <laughs> yeah literally Am I, right? I mean for me uh, this feud is literally garbage um, I don't understand why they didn't include R-Truth versus Goldust on this to be honest I mean even that's I'd not, much rather see that even that's not that much higher than Kalisto and the Titus brand Apollo Crews but like come on like at least they're like they built that feud up for the past two weeks and they had Arch like the two the two like dueling video packages that were like mocking like when r-truth mocked goldust and like it just seemed logical to build up to a match on extreme rules and the fact that they just completely dismissed that for fucking kalisto the first thing is if they're gonna build kalisto they need to build him right i'm sick of like kalisto for me is like such a troll like every time i don't want him to win a match he somehow wins a match or like when i don't want to see him on my tv he ends up on my screen and it really pisses me off so that's pretty much all i gotta say about this match i didn't see it I'm glad I didn't see it. It would have been a waste of time if I did. So, we can move on from here. I think we're good. Uh, I'm just going to say I love Titus O'Neil, and it's sad that the feud is Apollo Crews and Titus O'Neil and not the Titus brand, but that's fine. All right, moving on to the main show. We got Dean Ambrose, the Lunatic Fringe, Intercontinental Champion, taking on The Miz along with his gorgeous wife, Maurice, in a two-on-one handicap match, but not really. No, uh, it's, and the show's called Extreme Rules, and it was actually an anti-extreme match. Uh, with The Miz going over as your new Intercontinental Champion. Seven times. I mean, I guess, uh, I mean, I guess, like, the gimmick with yeah, the pay-per-view really? is, like, all the, yeah, it's seven times. Go but for yeah, it. But, yeah, I guess, the, I feel like the gimmick with this paper, like, the gimmick was supposed to be, like, every match has a stipulation to it. But this stipulation was just not, I feel like this wasn't, a, like, good enough compared to the other matches. This one in the Cruiserweight Mixed Tag. We'll get to that later, but like, I just feel like they should have done something different for this. Like, they could have done something. I don't, I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to waste time trying to brainstorm it, but like, they could have thought of something different to execute the story. Tim, it's not ahead. our job to think of something. Of course, yeah. Thought, thoughts on the actual match, though, uh, Nick. I I didn't mind the match. It was I I like I expected out of this just something to pass the time. You know what I mean? And 
it had some just like minor moments, nothing like that's gonna make me think, hey, wow, do you remember that match in uh, Extreme Rules 2017, Miz versus Dean Ambrose? What a match! No, it was just one of those matches where it passed the time, it got the job done, continued on with the storyline. Well, we'll see what happens from here on out, but that's pretty much all I got to say about that. Tyler? Okay, so um, I thought the match was really good. Um, I'm reading the times now of all the matches, and this match went for 20 minutes. Um, Let's just talk about... I don't remember the last time they had an Intercontinental Championship match go for 20 minutes, especially on the Raw brand. Um, That's the biggest part that I liked about it, Yeah, I just... I I, I want importance in the Intercontinental title. I feel like Raw knows that the United States title over on SmackDown is looking fucking golden. And they're trying to build that up on Raw with the Intercontinental title. Because they know that they're really fucking up. Um, But they actually did a good job. Um, The match overall, I thought was really good. Really strong match. And Miz and Ambrose have worked together so many times and so much. It might be a little tiring to see the feud play out. But they, my god, they deliver in the ring every time. (laughs) Like, there's no no question you're going to get a good match. Whether you want to see it or not. For, like, storyline purposes. Um... I think that putting the title on Miz was the perfect idea. It was the best thing to do. Um, I thought it was a little too staged or some at points with the ref like being like, I'm going to disqualify you. I can do it. Don't make me do it. I'll do it. But, like, you know, it just kind of made that seem a little over-theatrical because, like, if it were any other match, the ref would never even threaten like that. They would just do it. So it was kind of a little bit over dramatic at times but the the in-ring quality of it was just great and when he had the when Miz had Maurice like slap him in the face and he's just like slap me slap me slap me like it was great they they're, they're so obnoxious that it's so interesting and so great to watch their characters develop in that kind of thing and they're always they they're two of the biggest chicken shit heels in the business and that's that's money because you don't have a lot of those nowadays um but yeah Ambrose didn't need the belt he's really boring with it um, I was surprised that Samson didn't interfere and like disqualify Ambrose by attacking Miz to get like a like get payback on him like quote unquote. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was really good that they had, especially that they had Miz win by pinfall because like with this match, everyone thought Miz was just gonna find a chicken shit way out, but he really proved that he can do it legit. I guess sort of by pinning him. <laughs> anyway, good match. I like this match. Very good opener. Crowd got into it. I didn't expect the crowd to get that Dude, into yeah, it. Miz did. got some. The crowd got some hella heat on Miz. Uh, (laughs) Crowd got some major heat towards Miz. Uh, It was awesome. The Miz saying to slap me was awesome. Uh, I think they should have disqualified. I actually think Miz should have won by DQ. Just because that would have made it even better. Also, it would have made a point to the stipulation. Uh, I I get that devalues your title and you've only done that once before. And so I'm not too mad about it. Great match. Great opener. I I love Miz as a heel. It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, I would have liked to see the stipulation play a little bit more in the factor besides the kind of staged points with the ref. But like, yeah, I I, I caught that too. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, he, that he was, was just like, he's just like, totally I'll do cool. it, I'll do it, and I was like, then just time. then just fucking do it then. Like literally, then do it. Gonna, it's you, like you won't, you won't, you won't. exactly, exactly. Like, and yeah, I was I was kind of surprised they didn't have Samson get involved because they've been really building Samson, and I was really surprised that they're building Samson. But then I saw him wrestle and yeah. saw him work, and my God, he's really good. But we'll get to him later as well. But I was just surprised yeah. they didn't have him do that because I would have made. Some I thought that would have been a great way to 
finally like kind of introduce him as his first rivalry. Yeah, too. with like, him and Ambrose. Yeah. That would be crazy, actually. Uh, yeah. That would have been really cool. I agree. It, it's probably going to happen anyway because like they kind of built to that with his debut match against Ambrose, and he actually gave Ambrose a pretty decent run for his money. Like They made it look like he had a shot at beating him. Ambrose is very boring, and I hate that because I'm a fan, but, oh, man. I know. It time. like makes me hate myself to hate look at Ambrose. That, look at that beard, too. That's the fucking that's the fucking scraggly-ass beard. I'm surprised they haven't turned him heel yet. That's the, the heel beard. <laughs> It is the heel beard. There's a there's a heel somewhere in there. Um, I do have I to I have to make a bold prediction though, like with this in the Intercontinental Title. Um, I think that they're on an upward trend of building the belt, and there have been rumors. I've been reading dirt sheets. I always read dirt sheets. Um, that they're gonna have Roman feud with Miz for the Intercontinental Title. Um, oh God! Because they're gonna have Roman win the Intercontinental Title, and then have oh. him face Lesnar. At Mania 34, with the idea that he has won every title in WWE besides, or every singles title, I should say, because he technically hasn't won the Raw and SmackDown tag titles, but they could—it's <laughs> going to be like he's won every single singles championship in WWE. There's to win. He needs to win the Universal to win the last one. But um, I think it'd be okay. That's... I mean, I—I'm—he's feuded with everyone else on fucking Raw, so it's something. We're fresh. not turning. We're not turning a Dean Ambrose Miz match into a Roman Reigns argument. That's just not happening. We're moving on. No, I was gonna say I was gonna say Reigns and Miz, but anyway, that's that'll be a battle we'll get when we get to it. We have to talk about Reigns anyway later in this match, later yeah. in this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So, a next match, and this is a next match is Rich Swan, Sasha Banks versus Noam Dar and Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. Uh, uh. <laughs> Nick, it's your turn. Yeah, yeah, just, um, just do it. I wasn't looking forward to this match at all. Like I, I like no, you like, could tell this no, is like, kind like, of. No, like it's your turn to say Alicia Fox's name. Uh, Alicia Fox. Ah. Alicia Fox. So that uh, I can't this, even like bring myself to say it. Like I feel like I lose all respect for myself. It's a, it's become Scottish a tradition. Super... It's happened twice okay. now. It has to be three times. The entire cast needs to say it. All right, all right. <laughs> Alicia Fox. Yes. All right, now go. Okay. All right. Like I said, wasn't looking forward to this match at all. I, I just saw it, like, thrown together on a whim and, like, just watching it unfold on Raw. It, it it was almost, like, sickening. It's like, oh, here's your middle-of-the-card matchup every time. And uh can't say it was, like, a terrible match, but it, like, did its job. I, I, I feel like I'm saying that a lot, but it did. And uh, I, I, I have to... I do say I do like Rich Swan though. I don't know why. I just... I always have a thing for like the guys that can like just do anything like that are very athletic and I, I find it very entertaining. Like I, mean, I like watch like the smaller cruiserweight type of guys. I mean, he's very over too. He knows how to work the crowd. And I mean, given oh, yeah. it was his hometown, he, he, he was in his hometown. Too. Yeah. Yeah, but he. Yeah. yeah, but like I've seen a lot of his matches too on Raw and stuff, and he always gets the crowd over on Raw. Yeah, he and does. He gets the crowd over everywhere he is. It was just easier because it was his hometown. But it was it was still a good match. I mean, it was only a few minutes long, but from what I saw, it was decent. I mean, the right team went over. I didn't see the point in having this feud go any further. Oh no, they're they need to get Sasha yeah. away from two hundred five live. Like I understand oh, that they're trying to like. Sasha. I mean, I like the idea of like crossing the divisions and stuff, but I just don't. I don't think Sasha belongs there. Yeah, you're wasting her with that. Um, 
I mean, you're right. The match clocked in at six minutes twenty seconds. Uh, yeah. You know what? This is this is where I really got a sense of what Rich Swan's character is. It's really nothing, nothing at all. He's a black man who dances. True. What the fuck? Ah, uh, and I really got it when Michael Cole was like, he is athletic and he loves to have fun. I'm like, oh my god. I mean, according to the Raw commentary team, every I, superstar in WWE that's a face loves to have fun. So, oh, fuck I'm, I'm sick. I'm sick of them saying that. They always say that about everyone, and when always. they say that about a character, that's when you know you that know, their character's boring. You know, and you need to change. You know, the what's sad is they used to say they at least are fun to watch. They don't even say that anymore. No, they just say they're fun. Oh, I know. They're not fun to watch anymore. Because <laughs> they don't have a fucking character. <laughs> uh, the right team went over, but garbage, garbage everywhere else. I mean, yeah. in the ring, you're not going to get anything lackluster from the Cruiserweights, and the women did fine, and I love yeah. women, so fantastic. Yeah, you're never going to get anything bad yeah. in the ring, but in story, oh, good lord. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, it's, Stop really not, it. it's, Stop. Really, it's really not that terrible of a story, because, like, yep. it started with Alicia getting a one-up on Sasha, but, like, they just haven't done anything to make us care. Give, give the storyline a pink slip, give 205 a pink slip, and be done with it. Yeah, that's... It's a shame that we're talking about this after they really were pushing this and they had the Cruiserweight Classic, which is like the best thing going in the summer for wrestling. I didn't watch yeah. it. I mean, I didn't watch it either, but I wa- I've heard that it was like literally revolutionary. Like it was better than anything WWE's produced in the past 10 years, at least. That's because it's a bunch of guys who aren't in the company and it's great matches. I well, like to see It's what also they can because do Triple it. H had full control because like the UK Championship Tournament was phenomenal. That's also true. They got they have a real problem with not giving any characters to a bunch of these people, and that's the case with Rich Swan and Noam Dar for that matter. But at least he's like a love seducer guy. I mean, part of it is that the comp- like the Vince McMahon era of WWE just doesn't give a fuck about cruiserweights or small guys in general. I mean, when you look at it, a lot that's of why the we're living guys, in a world where Jinder Mahal's champion. But a hey, lot of your big, hey, a lot of your bigger guys don't have characters either. That's true, but at least they give him title belts. You know, like es- they do something essence, to try and get essence, him over. In essence, what is that universal champion's character? What is that universal champion's character? In essence, he's a guy who suplexes things. Prize fighter, beast incarnate. Like he suplexes things. But he does suplex. <laughs> yes, that is his in-ring character. Yes. <laughs> he suplexes. They all just go out and destroy crap, and that's pretty much like every. Uh, Every monster character for a big guy. I just think that they should really give a shit about the cruiserweights because there is a lot of potential, and I, I, I will talk about that uh, in a later match. But yeah, they well, really, they tried tapping into awesome. that. So up next, uh, there was actually a segment, and yes. for the love of God, it was just a segment. It didn't turn into a match. It didn't turn into a run-in. Nothing happened. It was just Elias Sampson singing shit about Baltimore, which I'm a little upset at because I'm only a few hours away. Uh but oh well, I don't care. I'm a Philadelphia guy anyway. Uh, Elias Sampson just, he gets heat. He gets massive heat. He and does. I'm, confu- I'm confused. Is, is it get off my TV heat or is it heat? I guess more get off my TV it's heat, to be honest. Get this motherfucker off my TV heat. But yeah, why? I don't really understand it yet. That's that's the thing I'm, I'm so confused on. And he got it in NXT too. And I was just like, I was like, y'all haven't seen him do anything, and you already I also think the hell that's out. The, I think that's the point of the gimmick, though. I think that they're accomplishing what they're trying to accomplish with the gimmick. Because that's, I mean... I think so, I, too, I if they wouldn't send him out there. I mean, I understand why you don't want that kind of heat. But at the same time, 
isn't that the point of a heel? You don't want to see no the point of TV. No, the point of the heel is it's not get off my TV heat. It's it's more just like hey, I hate you. I hope you die. Like, (laughs) like to be honest, like what I mean, like I mean, in, in his defense though, I feel like the gimmick is that way to get that impression out of the fans. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's the point. Like. There are a lot of heels where we're like, yeah, I don't like you, but like I can tolerate you being on my TV. But like, in old, in like the whole traditional wrestling, I'm saying I'm not saying that like it needs to be like like the way it used to be all the time. Is like they would push their heels to the point where you don't want to see them, and you like that's why they had such strong faces because the faces would come and destroy the heels, which no one liked. It's like, it's weird because I feel like it's almost like contradictory nowadays because it's like, yeah, we want heels that we can actually hate. But then when we actually hate them, we don't want to hate them because it's just them doing a bad job because it's, like, we us wanting them off our TV. But, like, isn't that the point, you know? I don't know if that just made sense, but I just feel like that that would be the point. I, those those no, heels yeah. back in the day were hated because they did their characters so well. It, I think I think once, people, once the veil got pulled back, it's a lot harder to be a heel. But... I don't know. Elias, Sam- Elias Sampson's doing basic, but he's doing a good job at it. He's getting That's a lot of heat. True. Yeah, it also doesn't help that nowadays, if you're a really good heel, you end up getting everyone's love instead of everyone's hate, too. <clears throat> I mean, Owens. yeah, exactly. Like, I love Kevin Owens. <laughs> Bliss. I would like, go to war for that man. To no, Alexa Bliss still gets booze. I mean, yeah. I mean, yes, but. And, and hold on, that's a good. That's a good that, segue. That is a good segue because in the next match, which is Alexa Bliss versus oh, Bailey and a kendo stick and on, on a pole match for the Raw Women's title. Right. Anything on a pole is fucking dumb. Yes, but um, when Bailey came out, I was very well, like not came out because I didn't hear when I didn't hear the reaction because I had my TV muted. But um, when they had her in the interview before the match, that she was getting a pretty decent amount of boos, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? This is happening right now? They're booing Bailey," and they were like. Even in the match, I heard a lot of like it was like kind of like a John Cena kind of kind of uh, reaction. Like it was like a lot of the high pitch like "Let's go Bailey" from like all the kids and the women out in the audience, and then Bailey sucks from like the men and like marks. I, I can understand that to be honest, because like she's okay in the ring. To be honest, I mean I hate her character, so or at least what her, they made I, of it in the main event. No, so much. Like it, it, it just makes me just want to shut off my TV. I mean, I liked it in NXT, and I like they did a good job with it, but the thing is, it's another one of those things where the gimmick just doesn't get over on the main roster. and that, that's, that, that's I don't what know I mean. That, I don't it's think that's NXT because of the audience. It's not a gimmick. It's not even about the audience either. It's about the writing team. I'm sorry, this writing yeah, team is, like, is just, garbage. I think we would do a better job, to be honest. I mean, Tim and I already booked SmackDown for the year, like we like we said. Yeah, I so mean, you, know. you did it. I'll book Bailey. I don't know. I mean, I like Bailey. I respect her. I think she's really great. I think she deserves all the all the credit she's gotten, and she. I wish she had a new. Absolutely deserves to get to this point. Yeah, I'm waiting for her to snap. I feel like WWE is gonna have her that's, snap. That's yeah. It's a but possibility because like they didn't. Well, let, let that's actually a good point, and let's 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 roll the ball with this for a couple seconds for because sure. they didn't have her. They didn't have her do it at Extreme Rules. That's where I they thought didn't have her do it happened. Like I thought she was finally gonna. She Let she loose. has a pretty good facial expressions like she was ready to explode. Yeah. It what I think we're getting somewhere and maybe we're just reading way too much into this cuz we're marks and we want to see something cool happen. <laughs> but uh, actually probably and that's the case. Yep. 
and I I think I tweeted like two years ago. I said Bailey's gonna be a great heel one day. She could and be like the next AJ Lee kind of heel though. Wait. Like I I have a feeling no. she could be like no. the next psychotic heel. That's what I was actually gonna say. What? Yes, because like she tries, not, not she tries acting so happy, right? Super happy yeah. and is like super nice to everyone, and then all of a sudden she snaps. Like I'm sick of everyone just shitting all over me, and I'm trying to be nice to people. I'm sick of giving everyone the benefit of the doubt. This and that. I could see her turning on Sasha instead of Sasha yeah, turning really, on like, Bailey. Psychotic, and, like, very bangable. Oh angle. my god, we yes, redo the angle, but only have Bailey. Yeah, as reverse the, heel. the roles. Like Bailey be the heel. Like I think that they might do that, and then That's, they could play on the past and say. I was being nice to you, and you were just treating me like I would never beat you. But here I am, and now I'm on top. Like, say Bailey wins the belt back or something. Or, what if they did a double turn with Bliss and Bailey? Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't think you could. I, I wouldn't want to even see Bliss as a face. I mean, I don't, I don't want to see I Bliss either. as a face, and I don't want them to attempt it. <laughs> yeah. They might like, attempt I it. Think... I think it'd be interesting. Uh, they, I'm not saying they might. I'm sorry. That's just something that I thought they might have attempt, like tried to attempt in my head, like in while the match was happening, because I couldn't hear anything, and you obviously don't get the same effect if you just watch things. But it just seemed like it at times. Like I thought Bailey was gonna create, like I had this like feeling, like what if they had Bailey just go crazy and they had a double turn? And I'm like, I didn't want to see it, but I thought it'd be interesting that they, like, if they were to do it, just because it's like one of those things where it's like you don't want it to happen, but because it's unexpected and WWE doesn't do a lot of completely unexpected things out of left field, it'd be interesting. But yeah. you know what was sad? The match was really short. I felt like it could have actually yeah, built. it was they brought super the Ken- short. They brought they brought, they brought yeah. the Kendo stick down really early, which I was like, good because we can get this stupid pole out of my way. Okay, so yeah. I was like, because I don't need to see them try to reach for it when it's just on the fucking t- just it. No, that that was dumb. It, they almost started it, and I was like, oh, don't you do this? Don't you do this for ten minutes? I was like, because I'm gonna just gouge my eyes out. Yep reach for it even though you can clearly reach for it well maybe alexa bliss really can't because she is short as fuck well they did do it right by having her get the kendo stick yeah that was she she went to the second rope like yeah i can do this oh wait shit no i can't (laughs) so that worked well so and then it dropped and then i was like good we have this pull out of the way now we can just focus on the stick yeah i can confirm she's five one that's and small as hell. Yeah, five foot, five feet of fury. Alexa Bliss is bay. Let's just keep her chin. Oh my god. Yep. Oh my god. Hell yeah. Minus, <laughs> minus, minus that. This is your life segment. Because good lord. Yeah, no, that was. It's I so was... funny because even after that segment, everyone in the wrestling business is still like, you know, I give her respect for that. I give her props because she made a shitty segment. I do really like as best as she could. I do too. I give her credit for doing it, but. I do not give her credit for uh, doing it well. I agree but with that. Yeah. The, the setup they gave for it was really bad. And I think they wanted her to do something just over the top. And she did what they asked, I'm assuming. So when when like they had the uh, promotion for it, like before the before it actually happened, I was like, Jesus Christ, we're going back to like. When the, I remember when it happened, like almost felt like every like few months it happened, like it was terrible. It, yeah, it was just yep. the same rehashed crap over and over again. Yeah, I remember like watching. I remember doing the same thing. Like, I was looking at the graphic, hyping it later in the night, and I was like, "Wow, they really don't get, know what to do with this fucking feud." Like they didn't know. Like they literally could have done anything in the entire world, but a "This Is Your Life" segment. <laughs> Anything, uh, anything, uh, like literally anything. That was, 
It yeah. was really, really bad. But especially the when they started making out in the middle of the ring, like God, what the fuck was that? That wasn't even making what, out. That what, was them like that was literally like devouring each other's faces. What that was, was the disgusting. What was the point? What were we trying to do? Were we trying to call Bailey an ass? I was confused. Uh, yeah, I didn't. She's the ass for watching WWE and they buried their I, own I, product I on I live television on their premiere show. Think about that. <laughs> they were like, "You're watching." She was watching Raw, and it was during Raw go. when all Great of job. their fans were watching Raw. You literally just buried your own show to get to try and get this feud over in the worst way possible. Yeah, and. <laughs> In the worst way possible, we're going to try to get out of this match. So, it, it could have done something if it was longer, I felt. Yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of stipulation, so I thought that was a real restriction on it to begin with. I thought they could have really made something of it. They just didn't. Yeah. We like, there wasn't Bailey's really... That, yeah, that's that, was the only, was that was the only thing that I think could have happened that was really... They, they built up I mean, to it. They, yeah, they really did. It was like it was. You got blue balled. It was like. I, was, I can't believe you just used that expression. No, it's, uh, it's, it makes sense. It's an accurate, no, it it's an accurate description. It really is because they built up for what three weeks that like, oh, can she do it? Can she actually just let loose with the stick? And yeah. the and then Corey Graves was like, she could not. And I was just like, well, then what the fuck was the point of it? Yeah, like you, it's pretty much just like three weeks for nothing. Yep. Just be like, oh yeah, just what we knew. Like, I mean, I don't want to sacrifice an Alexa Bliss title reign on this shitty ass mat on this shitty ass feud, but we kind of had to. We should have. Wait, you're saying Bailey should have won? Bailey should have won. You should have had Bailey snap oh. and turned her heel. I mean, I disagree with that. I don't think they should do that yet. I don't think they should have had Bailey snap yet. I think they should like have Alexa her Bliss snap. I think they should have Bliss hold the title for a while. If they don't have Bliss hold this title for more than a few months, it's literally going to just make the Raw women's title literally just as worthless as it was when Sasha and Charlotte traded it. The feud between Sasha and Charlotte was great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it was bad. I was just saying the feud is great, but the title was really not worth anything in this feud because it kept going back and forth. If they keep with that, it's just going to keep on the trend of being worthless. And uh, I think that Bliss should hold the title for a while. Maybe I think in the way they did it was made it that worthless. Like I see what you mean, but like it also kind of kept it unpredictable because like well, I mean, you not, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, I know what you mean, but like it wasn't necessarily not predictable because every time it was no, a TV no, match no, for the title, you knew Sasha was going to win. Every time it was a pay per view match, you knew Charlotte was going to win. I just, I don't know. I I felt like just because of the actual like rivalry it almost made it kind of worth it i get it i mean i guess it wasn't it's like, like to each their own like gonorrhea. you know what i mean yeah i feel that i feel like it was just like to each their own like uh, for yeah, me i just yeah. felt like they could have done it differently than having the title just go back because like now you think about it like i'm pretty sure it's like they're both up to like three time champions or like charlotte's like a four time something like that we're all women's yeah, champions it's, it's and it's like just that. it's not necessary <laughs> It's really not. It's literally only been like a year, less than that, since the title's been created, essentially. But, um, well, yeah. now, now that we've essentially spent more time on that match and Alexa Bliss and Bailey's than the actual and, match, like, the whole rest of the show. So, <laughs> we we got more to cover. Well, we got a few more. 
This is a short show, actually. A, yeah, that's what I was thinking, I mean, too. It's only like six matches, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? Like, seven. Of main card? Seven, including it's the pre-show. Seven. Okay, so, so that's why I meant main card. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Here we go. Sheamus and Cesaro. It's also on my TV right now. Uh, versus the Hardy Boys, the Broken Boys. Uh, Brother Nero and Broken Matt, eventually. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, still cage match. I really hope that doesn't happen. Uh, that's a different conversation for a different time. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> I love I love the Hardy Boys. I was hoping for like, not even like just something too special, just some blast from the past. You know what I mean? Just from like nostalgia some, hey, act. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's that, that's what I think they're pretty much here for, anyways. So I, th- I don't why think not just give us some more. See, like I understand, like that the broken gimmick is money, and that it's worked out well. I just don't know if it's worth all of the trouble with risking the whole thing with Impact. And I don't know if it's ever going to happen because I feel like it's not. Because I feel like there's so much, like, shit that's... Like, there's so many unknowns. I hated that get- that gimmick from the get-go, to be honest. I just think it's... Especially with how, like, dramatic they pulled it out, it, I just didn't... That that was the point. It was so just, silly. And that's it really was. interesting that you don't like it. Because, like, it's literally one of the I most know. popular gimmicks in, it's like, pro wrestling today. The most over thing I know, but, like, it, I just... I've never... I never honestly, like... I'll be the first one to say it. I never watched any of the broken stuff. I did. I watched, I watched a lot the of the final Impact deletion and some like, of the rest. I, I watched the whole thing. Like, I watched it from... I never when watched When Matt Hardy first became so. broken to, like, all the way till the day they left. And they were, like, traveling around... Like, they went to, like, Mexico and some shit, beat some what random they, tags. What do they call it? Like, the Expedition of Gold or something like that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I just, like, people loved it. And I'm just sitting here like, I, how can you like this? Like, they literally I just carried TNA on their backs to the point where they had account. them put on a wrestling was, show in their home so, compound. Like, in their home. It's, yeah. It was yeah. so bad, it's good. But we're not talking about the Broken Hardys. We're talking about the Hardy Boys. I know. And the, we, Hardy I, Boys I just, the Hardy Boys. The Hardy Boys. Alright, here for nostalgia. Wait, can I start? Can I start this? It's quickly running out. Yeah, go ahead. The right team went over. Yes, I agree. They just turned them heel. They just got a way better attitude. Their whole thing, like their gimmick about them setting the bar and like the fact that they hold out their thumbs to the side because it's like the bar is here. I find that so cool. Like I just love how they really come into their gimmick. It's come a long way and I love when they have teams like this that take forever to really find their stride but when they do they're stronger than ever even after they won gold and um i love both of them together they work really well i never would have thought that they would work so well but they did um i thought it um the fact that it was a cage match made me kind of almost certain that they would walk out with the titles but i was still i was still kind of uncertain at the same time i don't know why but um because it allowed for them to have a like on on both ends it would make sense because if the Hardys walked out and escaped the cage they didn't necessarily beat Sheamus and Cesaro so they could have had a rematch but at the same time Sheamus and Cesaro just turned heel so they should have went over and if they did it would serve to have a rematch in the future so I loved it I thought it was a good match I mean the raw the raw tag titles are better than SmackDowns but they're still not that great. But their feud has made me care more about the tag division. I will say that now. And it started when the when uh, Sheamus and Cesaro first won the Raw tag titles. And then it really Ryan escalated like when Hardys came back and won the belts. I, I love the Hardys, but like, 
I agree with you that the right team did go over. Like I like I've loved the Hardy Boys forever. Like I'm one of the biggest Hardy Boy marks you can get. But like and like you said this too, I never thought Cesaro and Sheamus would ever be even decent together. It's like a, it, like at first it seemed like a very weird combination, but like they they're just they're really good together. You don't I, realize I, like, how well they would have went together until you see yeah. their similarities. Like and they're both like great. not even just the, like WWE logic. You would just think that they were just like oh yeah, they're both European. Throw them together. But like yeah, that's their that's exactly style what they look, works like. so well. Because like I was like you know oh, yeah, oh my god like powerhouse awesome. guys, but that works. I, I mean like you would think that like the brawler thing is more for. Uh, the revival, but Sheamus and Cesaro do their own kind yeah. of more technical style where they like the revival does more of like, you know, like dirty brawling and throwing punches and that kind That's, of deal. Yeah. Like I I love it. It's great. And they're both heels, so no, they I, can both be heels in different ways. But yeah, continue what you're gonna say. I'm sorry, I just had to get that out there. No, uh, that was really it to be honest, because like it, it, they just they've come a long way to be honest and I I think they're probably the best team right now. Like that's getting a push, to be honest. I just, I, I've, I've liked them both as single competitors, and putting them together, I thought was gonna just kind of stop all their momentum, but it's kind of kept it going, and I kind of like that. Um, I thought the right people went over. Very, it's very cool to see where they're going and where they've come from, and it's gonna be a shame when they inevitably have to do another feud against each other. Good lord. Not the best of seven. Anybody? They might turn into only, like a best of nine. Only if it's Jesus. only if there's a no finish. No, we can't no I'm finish the last kidding. match again. I'm literally kidding. We can't we cannot no finish the last okay, match again. Okay, but you can't say Cesaro, it wasn't paid off. Cesaro will have to go over it because Cesaro will, needs this world title run here soon. We're we're running out of time here. We are running out of Cesaro's time. Been around, Sheamus has Cesaro's time. been around since two thousand and Cesaro's been around since 2010, 11. He's been around for a while. He's been yeah. around for a long while. Oh, yeah. We're running out of, we're start, yeah, we're starting to run out of time here. He Let's... was the one that Miz turned face on. I just watched that video because I was yeah, really was. intrigued by it. I was, like, watching the video from, like, it was literally, like, main yeah. event or superstars or something. And it was, like, Cesaro, like, just beat Great Khali in a match, which is already crazy in itself because he had to imagine, <laughs> picking, imagine picking him up for a neutralizer. But anyway. He did, he did the swing. I could do it. Oh, he did the swing. Okay, still. That's crazy, too. But, like, yeah, I was like, wait, Miz turned on Antonio Cesaro, like, at the time when Cesaro still used his first name. And, like, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's, I, I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah, so we're, we're starting to run out of time. We're, we've been wanting Cesaro to get this world title run since, like, 2014. What are, what are we doing? Yes. It's a ticking time okay. bomb because I'm just waiting for the crowd to finally just be like, oh, he's not going to do it, so fuck it. I feel like yeah. the Andre the Giant winners are just cursed. Because, like, you think about the Andre the Giant winners and, like, they're all built to win a world title besides Big Show because just, like, they didn't have anyone else to win besides Big Show. So they had, like, Cesaro win the first one. And that was, like, that was supposed to be, like, his push, but they never gave it to him. And then Big Show was just, like, whatever. But then Corbin was supposed to get a push, and like they keep, they keep like letting steam out of his push. And then Mojo Raleigh hasn't had a match on SmackDown in a month. So like, it seems like they could be giving Corbin a push though. They will, but I mean, like, we'll get to that. Soon. He could be the winner. Yeah, we'll fucking get there. 
Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> is he hurt? Uh, where, where is he? Corbin? That is a good... I don't know. No. No, Mojo Raleigh. Oh, Mojo Raleigh's trying to get Shane McMahon's attention. He posts videos, like, all the time of him working out in the gym. Oh, okay. He's like, I'm... Uh, I'm he's like, I, uh, you're, I know you're watching this, Shane McMahon. He's like, I know you're watching this. Like, put me on TV, Shane. Because he hasn't had a match in a month. But, like, Ryder's coming back soon, so they're going to probably reunite the Hype Bros or something. Because that's what we need. <laughs> Another phase tag team for the New Day to, like, squash. For the New Day to bury. I love the New Day. Wait, what? Yeah, you heard me. No, you know, I didn't hear I what was you said. I said I love the New Day. I mean, me too, but, like, we'll get to that too. Because, yeah. like, they really squashed the whole Brizongo push. I think they're trying. I think they're in the midst of squashing it. I watched. I was watching, or I'm actually watching it now. The the rerun of the steel cage match. I didn't know in a tag team steel cage, both men had to leave the cage. Yeah, I kind of saw that coming because like as soon as Jeff got out of the cage, they were like, I was like, like Matt's gonna be by himself. Matt's gonna be by himself. I was like, Jeff's gonna go back on the cage, and then sure enough, he took his shirt off and climbed up to the top of the cage and did the whisper in the wind. Which also, by the way, that was so choreographed because like when he got up on top of the cage, he was up there for a decent amount of time, and Sheamus and Cesaro were just up there like looking at him. Both of them. Like, just standing next to each other, just looking at him. Like, you well, can tell I mean, that that was planned. Well, no shit, but, like... Well, like, you overly know, planned. Like, that, you're not supposed a, to be able to tell. A, that's a hard spot, so... It's it's whatever, but... Yeah, yeah I never yeah. knew that. I, was, I never knew that. I don't... Actually, when's the last time we had a tag team steel cage match? A that's while a ago. Point. I was thinking that, too. I don't remember. Because, because it's rare WWE has anything with tornado tag involved. I know. Which is sad because it's tornado tags with some of the coolest matches ever. Ah, uh, but we need a tag team match, player. Oh man! Uh, holla, holla, holla! <laughs> one on I was one really with the Undertaker. The I I miss Teddy Long. I speaking, wish the GM speaking, SmackDown when they were picking him. Like when he came out when they were picking the GM. Look, like looked, I was like, no he sounded, way. He sounded so old. Yeah, but come on, it's it's Teddy Long. Like, and they they treated him too like a grandpa. They were like, "Come on, come on, come, get stop, stop. <laughs> come on, you had your time." Back to the retirement. Home. Oh, I love Teddy Long. Shane was like, "No, no, 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 no." Step no, aside. No. It's me. Step aside. I love how he's gonna make a a tag team match too. And everyone yeah, yeah. was just dying laughing. Uh, that was like the highlight of my year. So See, yeah. you're gonna, uh, uh. No disqualification, disqualification, six-man tag match. <laughs> and everyone's looking in the ring like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it was because this was with Chris Jericho, and he's like, you don't even work here. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> if only he uh, had a list gimmick at that point. He, yeah, 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 that's right. He was just starting it. Yeah. yeah. All right. All so right. in the end of that We're... match... um. So the end of the match was actually really interesting. It also made it really easy to have a rematch on top of the whole cage escape finish. Um, Matt was like, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Matt pulling uh, Jeff out of the cage. Or was it the other way around? One of the two. And then Seamus and Cesaro were climbing over the wall. And Seamus and Cesaro like, just beat them by like a hair to win the match. Yeah. Not understanding this fascination with heels winning by the skin of their teeth. Clean. That makes no sense to me. That's very true. Makes them look weak. I'm like, they're heels. You you have them win clean in a blow-off match if you want the heels to win the feud. That's it. Yeah. But what what do I know? I'm not a booker. Speaking of booking, 
Neville beat Austin Aries in a submission match. Thank God. Okay? Thank God. What like, the fuck is the point of building up Austin Aries for the last six months then? Because he's the only, he's gonna lose he's the only face that's somewhat remotely over in times. the cruiserweight division. Rich Swan. The dude deserves to be over, though. The dude is one of the best, most talented wrestlers. But he's over, as the wrong, he's over as the wrong character. He should be a face. It, or, or, should be a heel, I'm sorry. It's just that I, it's just that Neville I think he, is a great heel. He's one of those guys that can go either way, to be honest. I feel like he's underwhelming as a face. I'm bored with all of them except Neville, and Neville's not keeping my interest enough. Yeah. They're all faces, aren't they? Except for Neville. Pretty much. Because I mean, like, no, <laughs> they all do flippy flops. Well, hashtag dive. Yeah, that's how I feel about. Well, I mean, uh, Dar is a heel. Um, and what is he doing with Alicia Fox? Well, you also have a. Um, what's his face? Divari, whatever his first name is. He does he still wrestle on the program? Yeah, Brian Kendrick. See, he I can't believe we're talking in a day where Divari and Jinder Mahal are actually wrestling in the WWE. Well, Divari's different. Again, Divari's a di- well, Divari's a different Divari. I know, but like, no, I know. I know, but like, I would never think if you told me there would be two people with those names that we would be in 2017. That's true. Especially if you told me Jinder Mahal would of any time would become a, a champion of any sort, I would have told you you're an idiot. Yep. Well, it's happening. Uh, we are in. This is life changing. It's the Maharaja. Yes, God. it is. No. So anyway, yeah. Um, Neville. Yes. Neville. So, Austin so, Aries. Okay, so I knew that Neville was going over in this match because this past week on Raw, Aries made Neville tap out, and I was like, there's no way they're gonna have Austin do it twice. Plus, I mean, that's what gave it away for me too. Plus, I don't that see. That was so I don't, stupid. Plus, I don't see Austin Aries being the cruiserweight champion right now. I don't. I can't look at the cruiserweight championship without thinking Neville anymore. My opinion on this, I think they're gonna do it so Aries is gonna be done with the cruiserweight division and he's gonna start to move up. And yeah, I'm thinking maybe. Maybe they try to put him in the Intercontinental title picture. I don't know how, but... I could see, maybe all, I could see Aries Miz. I could see that. That'd, be, that'd I, be good. I would like to, because I think like Aries is one of those guys that they could make a lot of money off of, because like, he's, he's like Kevin Owens. He's a well-known independent wrestler. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like He can he can uh, draw the, uh, the, the attention from a lot of the actual wrestling fans. Yep. And like I've followed Austin Aries forever, even before like he was in TNA for... Which he was in... Yeah. I forgot how long he was there, but he was there for a while. But, uh, like, I think he could be a very good, be a very good use as, like, an actual good championship. Yeah, I kind of saw him as a, as a waste to the, his character to be in the Cruiserweight division. Yeah, I just, it made no sense to me, to be honest. Well, they didn't have anyone else, and they were what too lazy to build anyone make up. Sense? What doesn't make sense? Oh, wait, he got hurt. That's, that's, that's why. Yeah. Happened. So, because... Like, I was like, because what happened to him yeah. after he did one NXT takeover and then just, like, disappeared? But he got hurt. You know what yeah. I think they're going to do? I think if he didn't get hurt, he could build a lot more momentum because right now nobody could give a flying fuck, and it's all scenarios. I think that they're going to call up Aleister Black to challenge Neville next. Because they had Aleister... Aleister Black is great. I heard that groan, Tim. But mm. Aleister Black is really, really good. Um... I don't know if you've seen a lot of his work, but the last time, the thing is, I saw him wrestle, actually, he wrestled Neville at, uh, 
the he was like it was like a bonus match in the UK tournament uh, show, um, and it, this was when he was Tommy N, so he hadn't really had his Alistair Black gimmick yet. The match was literally phenomenal, like so good, because um, like Neville was just c- talking about how like he was like, yeah, you want to see Finn being like the spokesperson, like the spokes wrestler or whatever, because like Finn was like the wrestler ambassador to like the whole UK championship, and he was like, what about me? I'm the cruiserweight champion, blah blah blah. Or I don't know if he even wa- was the champion at the time, but he was like, I'm the king of the cruiserweights, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I'm this and I'm that, and I'm from England and everything. And then Tommy End came out and challenged him to a match, and it was so good. Um, but, yeah, I think it could be foreshadowing to that match. I think it could have been a test run. Um, I could see them calling up Aleister Black really soon because he already faced Kurt Hawkins on main event. And, I mean, I don't know if that's really, like, necessar- like necessarily, like, a, a call-up. But they're clearly high on him and the fact that they had him wrestle Kurt Hawkins on main event. No, I can get that. And, like, you're starting I'm, to run out of people, too, that are yeah. really yeah, interesting um, people. They so clearly don't have any faith on the current cruiserweights right now. Yeah, it's... We need somebody to... Some fresh Neville's got to lose here soon. We're, start, we, we're starting to... I want him to hold the title until WrestleMania looks, and beyond. Jesus God, he's looking like such a beast. Someone's got to, they got to start building somebody to slay this beast, dude. We're just going to be in limbo and have nothing to do. Yeah. It's just going to be friggin' Neville forever. <laughs> I'm so sad I don't like the, the be, Cruiserweights. Like 10 years from now, and we're going to have to be like, all right, well, this is the 10th anniversary of uh, Neville's championship. Neville comes he's out in like 30 years with, in a wheelchair uh, with the belt. <laughs> I wish. I wish I cared. That's like it's the worst. That's the worst thing for me. I wish I cared. I enjoy watching them. So like, I, I don't have a WWE Network, but like I'll still try to find ways to watch the Cruiserweight uh, uh, show, Cruiserweight Two Hundred Five, whatever it's called. But like, I just it just entertains me. I've always loved watching like the high flying type action. Like in TNA, I always loved the X Division until that went to crap. And now they took a lot of the people from the X Division. Like, you got Austin Aries. That's, like... Like I said, I just love his work. He's just... I, I just hope they do something with him. I hope they don't waste him. I really hope they don't. I don't have a problem with high-flying wrestling and technical wrestling. I, I, I enjoy a good match as much as anyone. But it, I'm, I'm so lost on the character that it and i i'm always such a character driven person yes you are that makes sense i get that i'm so lost on so many characters that when i see even just the glimpse of a little personality i jump on it yeah uh, that's the thing though i i I don't want to but i almost kind of cut them a little slack because like right now wwe's at a really high point like they have so many good talents like it's hard to give every good talent uh good gimmick because obviously they can't do it as we see they're just wasting talent right now this, like some of these crappy yeah. little guys would actually be decent like mid carters a few years ago you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah i think the cruiserweight division has actually hurt these small guys more than it's helped them uh, honestly I, I yeah because it's sure it's putting them into the spotlight more they're getting more matches but like it's no one cares yeah, you could have split them and put half of them on Raw, half of them on SmackDown, yeah. throw them in the Intercontinental title picture, put maybe one or two of them in a tag team. 
throw them in the tag team, like we did with the the fucking Singh brothers, which was the funniest is completely thing. Racist, yeah. but the, the funniest besides. thing was they had him. They had them debut as a tag team, and then they're like, "Oh fuck, we have no idea what to do with a cruiserweight tag team because this is like a single division." They were like, "Let's just give him to Jinder Mahal." Wow, <laughs> I, I'm so mad that you're turning everything into a Jinder Mahal statement. You fucking loser. Well, I mean, all right, now next thing did. about Jinder Mahal. Well, um, go ahead. No, no, it was a joke. Jinder versus Cena uh, for SummerSlam. Good lord. Okay, let's just. Let's stop happen. before I, I start really getting <laughs> anyway, sad. So Let's... we have one more match, guys. Let's just. Uh... We have a main event. Yeah. We have a main event. We have oh, a main event. Fatal Five Way. We do. Good. It's a Fatal Five Way, and finally some some stars, some star power. We got Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Bray Wyatt in an extreme, non-extreme rules, Fatal Five Way because it's already no DQ, so that's kind of redundant. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen? I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I'll just go into it. Um, I didn't really oh, uh, get into the Joe's match. your winner. Yeah, I didn't really get into the match. Um, I mean, they tried really hard to get the crowd into it. Um, I'm not saying it was bad. I just, particularly myself, I don't know. For some reason, I'm not as invested in Raw's stars as I am with SmackDown stars. Um, I don't know why. I think it's just the people. I'm not, a, I'm not hugely, like like into Finn Balor or Joe or Reigns or Rollins or Wyatt. I respect Joe mostly because he's like incredible and he has great work and Balor too. But I don't know. It's just none of them really strike like my interest as much as the characters do over on SmackDown. But um, yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, Like, like Tim said, it was like barely extreme. If you even want to call it that. I mean, they used weapons a couple times, but that's pretty much it. Um, Table. Reigns didn't win, so the crowd was kind of happy. I was uh, so happy. I just didn't <laughs> want Reigns or Rollins to win, to be honest. Yeah, I just, I'm sick of them in the main I don't, event I don't, picture. It's like, I, I don't, like, Reigns is just old as usual, like the Royal Rumble, I want to kill myself. But, like, Rollins, I just, I feel like it's the same story every time for him, and it's just, I don't know, his character, like, their characters are just getting too old. You know what I mean? It's like, how's their faces? Yeah, they're, they're, I feel like they, they should have just completed the move for Reigns to, uh, to heal so long ago. Like, they could have, and they just didn't. Literally everyone in the wrestling like, business says that Reigns could be a money heal, but they just don't. He could be. They don't really capitalize on it. Every, everyone in their but, company, all the Hall of Famers, all the stars, oh yeah. all the podcasts say, turn him heel. You have money there. But then yeah, turn I'm, him face well, later. Like, do the same thing they did to his fucking cousin. His cousin was one of the most hated baby faces in wrestling, and then they turned him heel, and then act, people actually reacted the way they intended to, them to react. And then they turned him face, and it was literally catastrophic, like, in a good way. Like, it was insane. I don't think that would happen for Reigns, though. Like, I'm not, we're, well, we're kind well, of... Go ahead, you first. Well, I just don't, like... For me, we're talking apples to oranges. Like, I get, like, it's it's almost the same exact thing, but, like, I feel like if you turn him heel and face, it's not going to give you the same reaction because I feel like he would just be a much better heel, just straight I'm, I'm heel. I'm just going to counter that, though, with the whole thing of him and the Shield. The Shield was a heel faction, and he, yeah. he started their face turn because he was the one that the crowd wanted the most because he was a badass. And maybe that's all it needs that, is a simple so- character tweak. Was just to bring like, it back I, to the badass ways he used to be at. 
I get that, but I, I feel see... like they have almost too many characters with that now. You know what I mean? Yeah, Strowman's too like, similar. And yeah, Joe... you have Strowman, you have Baron Corbin, you have like. Let's. If if oh. I think if they keep Reigns with the level of mic work that he had during the Shield, I think it'd be golden. Golden, yeah. You just don't let him talk. They 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 depend on him for too many just like solo promos, and I don't get it. Because they want him to be John Cena, the poster boy, so they want him to talk to well, Cena. The if only you want a poster boy, give give that shit to Bray Wyatt and Kevin Owens. Those are two of the best men for talking in the business, in my opinion, right there. Yeah, yeah. I love. Um, they're two of my fa- they're probably my two favorites to be honest and i i love them so much and like those are the two people you want talking all the time you want the you want roman reigns to be a superstar don't let him talk and just let him go around mercilessly like merciless just mowing down people like in the shield and like you're making money that's, that's what, what i was need. saying that's what you need that's what i try to say i'm like and especially because he just beat The Undertaker. Literally, in his promo like after WrestleMania, doesn't even was have money, any momentum from that. And all he said was, this is my yard now. And it was great. And it got him over. The, the, I honestly, he, what I really saw the mass appeal thing was when they were in Philly before Mania. And that I was too. like, oh, man. Well, because I show, I when I showed you the video, I was like, just watch. Just watch. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, I don't get how they didn't turn him heel from that, I don't, though. Like, yeah, how they screwed that up. Like, you pretty much had him going at one of the most beloved superstars of all time. He retired the biggest wrestling star, arguably, of all time. Yeah. And he got no heat for it. Oh, he, well, he did. He Well, yeah, but, like, they didn't do anything with it. I mean, like, they didn't turn it. Like, it was, like, for, a, like, a month. And then it was kind of like, all right, it back to made, Roman Reigns. It yay. just made no sense, though. Like... The way I would have booked the feud if he wanted to, if they wanted to remotely try to make him face, because they didn't even try, they made him heal the whole time. Was they should have had him beat the Undertaker. He could have been the exact same way he was in the build. But as soon as he beat the Undertaker, have him help him up and, le- and like help him out, or at least just lo- like raise his arm up. Yeah, makes no sense. They did but, not do but, anything deliberately to yeah, make him like exactly, face at all. Exactly. Like they, they made him as the heel. They put that's how they had they it. They turned him heel and for like, like four fans. weeks and then they turned him face back the next week. Yeah. Fans, fans just, would have booed him regardless. He got out of it wasn't his moment. But at so least he they got would, the but at least they would have tried. But at least yeah. they would have tried. Like, come on. Like they didn't even try. I could see that. They hit. tried with they tried with the rock. It didn't work then. It's certainly not. But that was because they had they had picked the wrong winner for that match, according to the fans in attendance at least. I mean they picked. They picked the one that the they fans and the correct didn't winner. Want. They, no, they I did. Mind. Don't get me wrong. In hindsight, they no, picked absolutely, the they picked the correct winner. But the fans didn't want it in the arena, and then they were like, "Let's make it better by having the Rock go out." And then the Rock was booed. <laughs> he looks so flustered. But we're let's it, not turn this whole match so into rain because this match was. This match was. Gr- I actually liked the match. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I liked, liked the, match, the team too. that they did with Ray- with uh, Joe and Wyatt for a while. That was that was freaking cool. And I liked how I liked how they build the uneasiness of it too, because they both they both kept looking at each other like, "Come on, did did, did it?" They did, and I loved of, when yeah, they, they had did a lot of things reluctantly. I I loved the steel steps part where they were just doing laps. I wanted them to keep <laughs> yeah. going for a while. That was, that was I wanted funny. them to keep. I was like, "Can we keep this going for like ten minutes?" I was like, <laughs> "I was like, we have time." Can we so close we the show? Well. Which shows another one of my the people I love. Like I love Joe so much. 
I've watched him since TNA too, and he's always been one of my favorite uh, superstars of any brand or of any uh, company. And like, I feel like now this could be actually his real showtime. Like, yes. I feel like he's the perfect person to beat Brock Lesnar. I'm sorry, but I have to disagree. He's he's not beating Brock Lesnar. I I, I but like so I, in the perfect world, this would this would imply that we'd have to give the title back at some point to Brock. So too, let's just say, oh yeah. Let me just say, I have a completely different opinion from both Tim and Nick. I mean, Nick's different. Nick's and Nick and Tim have different opinions too. But I am against Samoa Joe winning this match. I am not upset that he won the match, but I don't understand why they did it. Um, so I feel like they're wasting Samoa Joe's big shot to feed him to Lesnar. Because I would love to have someone else hold the belt instead of Lesnar until Mania. Because when I heard that Lesnar was going to hold the belt until Mania, I shit myself. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be garbage. Raw is going to be unwatchable in, by another six months. They're hang- they were hanging on by a thread literally this past month. Um, yeah, you're not going to have anything to show for winning at Raw. Exactly. It's just going to be like, oh, maybe you'll be able to face a champion that will somewhat show up sometime maybe in the next show up. Maybe six months. Maybe try hard enough to get his attention. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, okay, so um, my thought was, I, going into this match, I thought the only person that could have logically won and had a good story was Balor. Or Reigns, even. So I talked to Tim about this, and this is my thought with Reigns. If they had Reigns win tonight, he goes on to Great Balls of Fire to face Lesnar. It's a minor pay-per-view, and yeah, it's a match that's a big name, but that's what they want. People are going to buy the big-name pay-per-views, so you don't need to have matches that are like first time in this many years or this many months or ever kind of thing you can put any kind of marquee match in there and people will still buy the pay-per-view if you put it on a smaller pay-per-view like that people will buy it and watch it because it's a big match so they have reigns face lesnar and Re- and lesnar kicks reigns ass just like he kicked cena's ass at SummerSlam a few years ago right leaves reigns destroyed literally can't even get out of the ring on his own reigns comes back for the rest of the year slowly builds himself into a face that people can get into and has kind of like a redemption match at WrestleMania and wins the belt. I don't know how, how well this would be with garner, garnishing cheers or anything, garnering cheers or whatever, but it's definitely a good story, and it's a good redemption story if they want people to have sympathy for Reigns. They have Lesnar beat the shit out of him and make him look like a dastardly heel, and then they have Reigns build up as like a sympathetic babyface and win. Here's, here's how they respond to that. They will shit on that. I don't know about that. WWE thinks that Lesnar is a tweener, and quite frankly... Lesnar's a face! No, they, they treat Lesnar as a tweener. They do. They can put anyone against Lesnar. They've said it. That's because he's Lesnar, not because... But I will just say not... this. It makes no sense, from any character standpoint, to make Lesnar a tweener right now. And it would make sense if he was a tweener if they actually stuck to one face or heel like for a decent amount of time because they had him be a heel for a while then they turn him face for a little while then they turn him heel for a little while and then they turn him face and now he's a heel again so um my thing is uh if they had balor win they could keep lesnar heel have balor face lesnar and this match is going to be a one-off match it's almost guaranteed Meltzer's already reported it and everything wwe wwe has talked to um uh, a lot of people and said that it's going to be a one-off. Like, whoever faces Lesnar now is going to not face him for a while. 
whether they win the belt or not. So the point of having Joe face Lesnar is stupid because they should have had Joe face Lesnar, face any big man in a big match for a main event push at a different time when he could have been more than just a one and done because it makes Joe look like a chump because Joe is going to lose guaranteed. I can guarantee you Joe is going to lose. He's not going to win the title. They haven't built his character up in any way, shape or form. He's not going to win. Lesnar's going to kick his ass and then like, it's going to be a struggle to build Joe back up again. I think personally, Um, I I think it might be, I think what they might do with Joe, what you said they should do with reigns. I could see that happening because like, but it's not more of a, like he gets beaten up and comes back and works his way back for the title. It's he gets beaten up and like not not gets the sympathy of the crowd, but like his determination. Cause like like the way that TNA had him, he just went out and like he could go get his ass beat one night and the next night he'd be out just back at it, punching some other dude. You know what I mean? It's just him grinding through everything, and I feel like they could do something just like that because he's perfect at that role. Just a dude that just doesn't care. He'll just go out, and he's just pretty much a mercenary. He'll just fight any battle and come out. Like, if he comes out on top, he comes out on top. If he doesn't, he doesn't. He'll just come back out and fight till he is. He's, he's a my, hitman. My only thing with that, though, is with this match in general as well. They have Joe being a heel previous and Lesnar being a heel previous to this match. So who's going to be the face? And if Joe is going to be the heel and Lesnar's going to be the face, how are they going to have Lesnar act as a face now, naturally, without making it seem forced just because Joe is the number one contender? And how are they going to turn Lesnar to be a heel again when he's facing Reigns? Because they need Reigns to be a face if they want that. So they need to make up their mind. I think that if they wanted to have Reigns be the face, they needed to keep Lesnar as a heel straight through his title reign. Neither. I think neither. I think Joe can do everything because how many Brock will be there what the week before, uh. So it's it'll probably be Joe and it may be Heyman as well, but for the most part we won't see Joe and Brock. We'll see one Joe and Brock face off and it'll literally be for the promo. Yeah. And so like and it won't matter. That's fine. If that's fine. I don't. I don't honestly. I don't actually need to see it. I. I want to know how they're gonna build Joe up to look credible, because if they can build Joe to look credible, he can take the loss. I just want to see Joe look fucking cool in the process. That's that's the goal here. Because, and I like this idea, actually, of give that redemption storyline to Joe. Have Joe, I don't think Joe will get his ass kicked like Cena. That's just not no, happening. No, that, never, won't, that won't they're happen. Not doing uh, that. They're, like, not, they're not doing that again. They're not like, I'll think he'll lose, but like he won't be like, he won't be able to walk out there without like help. No, I think he'll just be beaten decently bad. You know what I mean? Not enough to make it look like he's a bitch, but like... You know what I mean? Like, by a good amount. I think, and I don't think you need either of them to play. First off, it's a minor pay-per-view, so I'm throwing that. I'm giving them some leeway. But I don't think you need either of them to play a face. They can both play a tweener. People will cheer Joe. People will cheer Brock. And so, have Brock do his suplex thing. Have Joe maybe throw him around, throw Brock around just to make Joe look strong. And then have Brock get right the fuck back up. Because we can't be having Brock Lesnar look weak. That's not the point. The point is to build Brock Lesnar. And I think we can do that while making Samoa Joe still look cool. I think it's possible. I I think it's possible. I think yeah, I it's agree. possible. I'm just very skeptical. I think they could have gone with a better I shot think with Dallas. I think it's going to be a great match, to be honest. 
I think Balor would have gotten his ass kicked. I think, oh, I think that Balor could have gotten his ass kicked more than Joe could have gotten his ass kicked. Because at least Balor's been at the main event before. That's Joe has I don't think you build Balor up to be a credible opponent for Lesnar, though. Because, Rain, like... I mean, Heyman literally said, like, oh, two weeks ago on Raw, like, I, I want you to face my client. I think that you are the biggest threat to my client. And that was... For me, that was like a dead giveaway. Like, oh, yeah, they're going to have Balor win. And I was shocked that Balor didn't win this match because they wasted an opportunity. Because no, no, I, just feel I, I don't see I don't see Lesnar putting on a good match and good story with any of these four guys besides – or any of these five guys besides Balor. I don't know. I just think – I think Joe could do it. Like, I think it could work between them, to be honest. I do, too. I, I agree. I'm I'm not mad at it at all. I am a little bit, but not enough to be like furious. No, I think me, no, not at all me either. I'm just more on the opposing side than on the supportive side. Um, here's here's my thing with Finn Balor. Finn Finn Balor is useless right now. I don't I don't understand what that Paul Heyman promo was. But if you look at the buildup, really they were building Joe. Joe looks strong through the entire buildup, except I think for a tag match where he lost. But Joe was Joe has looked very good this entire. Yeah, that's build true, up. and it also uh, it also built up. And it, was, it was almost foreshadowing him beating him winning that triple threat on Raw the way he did, like stealing it, literally like pulling Balor off of Wyatt to pin him, and then even yeah. in the in the yeah. match when he pulled Balor off of I don't know who he was pinning or Reigns when he pulled Balor off Reigns and put him in the Coquina clutch. That was good. Don't get me wrong. Like Joe, they work. Joe and Lesnar are going to put on a good match, and it's going to be. I, I'm hoping it's going to be a good story. I'm just very skeptical, and I think that it wasn't their best choice. I think, I think they will. I think you fell into their trap. I think they worked yeah. perfectly. Yeah, that that's exactly what I think it is. Because like, good on them. Good on them, by so, the way. I mean, yeah, Joe good on them, but at the same great, time, like they worked me a little bit too. I thought Finn was going to do it. But at the same time, yeah. is it going to be a good story? Oh, it's not about the shock value, like, like, the shock's great, but like, it's not about in the moment. It's about long term, and that's what I'm worried about. No, I, I think it could be a decent story that, like, like you said with the reins, like that's what I think they could do with Joe, and that's what I think they will do with Joe, and like that's what I think that their plan is, and to build him up like after this, even gradually, even more over time, and make him look like a legitimate powerhouse that could take down. Lesnar once WrestleMania comes around. Do you think that could the, turn into a slow face turn? Because I think it could, yes. based on that. For Joe? Yes. No. Well, uh, yeah, no. yes. That's such like, a face story, though. I don't see gonna, how it they're, couldn't. They're definitely try. No, I know, but like, you'd have to watch him in his TNA days to understand what I'm trying to say. He's like almost like, he was almost like a stone cold, how he was like an anti-everybody. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, fair. So it's kind of like, like a mixed bag. So, it's like a gamble as what kind of reaction you're going to get. Yes, exactly. So, like, the, even if they do try to push him as a face, he's... Well, no, I, they won't try to push him as a face because that would be stupid. But, like, he's still going to get cheered. He's going to get more cheers than he gets boos. But, like, either way, he's going to act the same. And he's great at doing that because he got cheered heavily in TNA. And he still went out and was one of, like, the best tweeners you'd ever see because he was unpredictable then. You know what I mean? And, like... I think he could easily do the same thing, and it would build up just as well. And I think, actually, it, it might be one of the better storylines that could have come out of this fatal five-way match. I, I agree. I think the I think 
the second time these two touch won't be for the title. It'll just be pride. That's that's what I think. So I know we've I, we've already determined that Joe and uh, Joe and Lesnar are going to be the main the, is going to be the main Raw feud coming out of this pay per view. But um, any idea on what like the other feuds are going to be with these five guys? Like I'm thinking, Balor Reigns might be the next feud, or maybe Balor Wyatt. I want to see a Balor Hilton. That's what I want to see. I need some character in this kid. Bullet Club. Or actually, he's not a kid. He's a good wrestler, though. I, I have to give it to him. He's a very he's good wrestler. He's phenomenal in the ring. Can, can we talk about how Booker T kept calling him a kid during the match? And I'm like, yeah, he's he like did. 36. I'm like, get out of here. This is why Booker <laughs> T needs to stay off the desk. Well, David Otunga is not much better, so I'd much rather keep Booker T. I mean, at least David Otunga keeps his Booker mouth T. shut rather than bury the talent. No, Booker T did fine, except for when he was calling. We need more JBL everywhere. Yeah, more JBL. I agree. Okay. It should be just like all JBLs. They should find a way to clone yes. them. Three, three JBLs on each show. <laughs> you know how funny that would be? I would love it. The best was I, I would have such a good time. The best was when we went to SmackDown when Tim and I went to the SmackDown at TD Garden. It was the week of the Superstar Shakeup, and there were fire JBL. There were so many JBL chants like fire JBL, JBL's a bully, we want Moro. Yeah. It was great. That was the, they hate oh, JBL. Love, like everyone hates JBL, but the WWE. I thought he was gonna suck when he first I think, started. I think, I think that's blown over now. Easily the best. Easily. Who? JBL. Coy Graves. No, I I love JBL. I just can't. I. Oh, I'm such a fan of Coy Graves. Coy Graves. I, no, I like Coy Graves too. But like, I just love JBL. He makes me laugh so much. Like I just could never. JBL makes me laugh for reasons I shouldn't. Corey yeah, exactly. makes me laugh, makes me laugh, and enhances the oh, product and enhances. No, 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 I like Corey of, Graves too. Don't get me wrong. Speaking about. of Corey Graves, though, two random questions about different storylines on Raw going forward um, that weren't addressed on the pay per view. First one: Who attacked uh, Enzo? Yeah, actually, it'll, it'll probably be Big Cass. A revival would be nice just to see them do one last I run feel before like they break up. The opposite is exactly how I'm thinking. I feel like the revival did it, but it would be nice if Big Cass did it. I don't want to see Enzo and Cass break up because, I like, see Cass be a single. Star I could watch Enzo them. They're boring. I lo- I know. I know it's boring after they do it so much, but like, I could still watch it every day of the week. I love that so much. Like, that's all I used to watch Raw for, to be honest. They need like, to win the tag I, titles before they break I up, in my it. opinion. They deserve something. Yeah. yeah. Let's, give them, let's give them a tag title run. So let's have them feud with the Revival, give them a tag title run, and then have Big Cass go and be a heel. Because that's what we need. Okay, I could see Cass being a face, not a heel. And I could see Enzo being his manager. That's my thought for how they should Honestly, do Honestly, Enzo Cass. is shit in the ring, so I'd be fine with that. Yeah, if they had if they had Enzo be, like, his manager... I mean, I guess face or heel, it could work, because I'm sure Enzo could be a great heel, too, because it's just the same thing he does, but against the faces. They were heels. I feel like Enzo could... Like, I could watch Enzo talk for two hours straight and be listen. completely fine with it. I could listen to Enzo talk for forever. Like, he's... He just... He makes me laugh so much. He makes me crack up. He's the funniest dude. Got that, uh, got that jersey lingo. Oh, I love it. Oh man. So this, another this question is, I have to say now is um good. another question I have to say now is uh what is the uh what was the deal with the text message on Raw? What do you guys think that was? That I really don't care about. Yeah, honestly, I, I had no like interest in that to I be ju- honest. I just think it's Stephanie coming back. 
It's Triple H. I wouldn't mind her coming back because, like, I always love seeing Stephanie. I love Stephanie. Just for, just, just for the eyes. I, I like, I like I Stephanie. Think. I just hate when love she buries the talent. Yeah. But like, She's amazing. She's hot. You, you know, you got to gotta have those famous grapefruit grapefruits on there somehow. Hell yeah. <laughs> that worked way better than I thought that would. <laughs> we can either have Vince or we can have Steph. Who do we want right now? I'd much rather have Stephanie on my TV. I don't know. I want to see Vince come back for a little bit before. No, like, watching Vince last McMahon on TV now is just so sad. I know, but like. I'm just like, he, oh, man. One of I, loved when he was, I loved when he was doing the Reigns thing and he compared himself to God yeah. still. I was like, oh, he's still doing that? That's a good sign. Dude, one of the most saddest segments I've ever seen was when a couple years back when Triple H came out and like Vince was like going off. And then like Triple H came out and he's like, I don't know if you heard, but. I talked to the board of directors and you've been relieved of your day-to-day duties. And he like cried. Like it was so funny. He broke down, dude. Yeah. And then a bunch of thank you Vince text shits. And I was like, what What the fuck is this? We know he's not quitting. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, if anyone thought that was real for my, half a my, second, you should not my, watch WWE. My 12-year-old self almost fell for it. Then even back then I was like, wait a minute. I'm a mark. I'm not falling for this. Yeah. <laughs> So, what are your guys' last thoughts on this pay-per-view tonight? I thought it was what we expected. To be honest, like, I, like nothing extraordinary, but, like... Besides the Joe Swerve, I agree. It's... And they're literally in limbo till SummerSlam. And yeah. Braun is still... Yeah, so they're writing everything on the fly. Yeah, as, they, as, as we can well tell. Yeah. And as the ratings are well telling, no one's buying it anymore. Nope, it's a shame. And they need they need to do something there, soon. It, like, there have I'll... been extremely extremely light rumors of USA getting angry at WWE. Well, so. they got angry at them earlier, and that's why they started the brand split because they were they had just bought SmackDown, and they had said that uh, SmackDown wasn't drawing enough and that they were gonna cut it if they didn't pick it up, and so that's why SmackDown's they... still on the rise. Raw is getting the lowest ratings it's ever had. Period. It's it's we're getting we're getting really really bad, and it's sad there, because like how much talent both these rosters have. You know what I mean? Like it shouldn't be this way. Like something needs to change with the writers. There is because you have so many people in in the WWE right now that I can wrestle. Many pink slips for the writing team. Yeah, slips all over the and place. the commentary uh, teams. Man, let's let's get Corey Graves and JBL. And that's it. Oh wait, no, that's no, it. just we, full we've time. Now, we've now exasperated more Ronaldo, so we now can never have Corey Graves and more Ronaldo, which is a crying shame. That is, we got it once. Shame. We got it once. It was a three man with Michael, and I was very okay with it. I was like, this, this is solid. Yeah. Michael's good when he's but, with good commentators. Or was, I, or when, or when Michael Cole was alone with Corey Graves, that went well. Yeah. Even when it was Michael Cole, well. even when it was Michael Cole and My- Nigel McGuinness for the UK tournament, it was that really was, good too. That was amazing. Yeah. I admit that. I was like Nigel McGuinness is still let's let's Dude, still, even, let's put Corey and Nigel even and like, put Michael and where what the what, what I thought that would do still on our weeks too before that. Dude, even like even uh on NXT like Tom no. Phillips and uh Nigel isn't that bad. Like it's pretty good. Percy Watson's there though. Like. I didn't even is know Percy Watson's company. Well, I mean, they fired him, I think, and then they rehired him as a commentator. I was like, 
because they I got on one of the takeovers and they were like Percy. Well, I was like Percy Watson. What? <laughs> All right. So my thoughts. Um, I thought the I thought the pay per view was okay. It built up the Intercontinental title very well. It built up the tag division very well. Um, the women's division is somewhat uh, failing a little bit. They're a little bit on a low point. Uh, but they'll get they'll get back up. I have faith in it. Um, cruiserweight division. They're really trying to keep it. It's really like hanging on by like for dear life. But it's it's barely hanging on. We'll get there. Um, I think based on what I've been saying, this whole pay per view. The the motto for this pay per view is we'll get there. That's my thing. Pretty much. It's pretty much it. Like right <laughs> now, it's kind of just waiting we'll for the SummerSlam. I'm hoping for a good money in the bank to be honest, because like I always love a money in the bank. So, hopefully they put on a good show. I have a lot to say about Money in the Bank, but I guess we'll fucking get there because we'll get I don't there. know how long the show's, I don't know how long the show's been going on, so I don't know. Y'all read my group message, and you know how I feel about Money yeah. in the Bank. Yeah. It's, I love it. Oh, I disagree with all of you. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely uh backed up well reasoned. And there's a women's money in the bank. Good lord. Okay, that's oh, what's yeah, refreshing that's about of... it, though. In my opinion, that's what's refreshing about it. Refreshing? Yes. The gimmick of money in the bank is not refreshing at all. But the women's money in the bank is, I think, personally. So I get to see I get to see subpar women falling off ladders. You get to see James Ellsworth win the case for Carmella. That's that's Holy shit, I hope. I I hope. I told you, I, I've talked about this. I, I feel like that's what's gonna happen if they don't if they have a fate if they have Nakamura win the Money in the Bank for SmackDown, they'll have they'll have Carmelo win. But if they have um, wait, if Nakamura, that's what we're basing it off of. Okay, so one's for not me, for me, there's two, for me, there's two choices for the SmackDown Men's Money in the Bank. There's Corbin and there's Nakamura. Um, Corbin being a heel, if Corbin the heel, they won't have two faces or two heels win Money in the Bank in one night. So if they have Corbin as a heel win Money in the Bank, my prediction is they'll have a face Becky Lynch win the women's Money in the Bank. But when she cashes in, she'll turn heel. Um, my other prediction is um, if Nakamura as a face wins the case, Carmella wins the briefcase for the women's match as a heel. Why can't we just have two heels? Why can't we scrap the whole idea? That'd be better, but uh, why can't we have two heels win? I just feel like they won't do that. Well, because I oh, don't wait no, because Jinder will win, which means we need heel. Yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> they have a heel world champion that's, and a uh, face women's champion as well. That's that's how I feel about the entire company right now. Just <laughs> I know I'm so excited. Each big four show is amazing because every time they do a major show, it's just a nice little refresh. It just like hit the reset. Hopefully button. it'll. Hopefully, like, SummerSlam rolls around and it kind of sets the pace for the rest of, like, the year heading to WrestleMania. So we don't have to just sit here getting these dumb, like, off, like... You know what's a little... Too- you, know what's, you know what's sad? Yeah. Summer is normally fun. Like, no, like, like last year, Seth, like, just came back Dude, around this time. Yeah. Summer is when I get excited. Summer, summer is normally... Because like, usually, like, we're out of school, fun. and I'm like, I can I can dedicate a lot more time to watching good wrestling, and, like, it's not good hey, anymore. 
and like nothing, nothing, nothing's hitting. Nothing's like like hitting, last summer for me. Nothing. For me, last summer, my main thing was the brand split. I was like, shit, this, this, we're back to the brand split. This might be good, and it was really good at first. And it was really exciting to watch yeah. during the summer. I was super excited for SummerSlam. You know that? And I was you hyped. See, Money in the Bank every year has been very good too. Agreed. Like we even, were talking about even, this the other day, and like. Back to like when CM Punk versus John Cena, like it's always just been a great show. Like every like, single time, it's I, I've enjoyed it. On the flip side, this is now the first time that they've had Money in the Bank as a solo SmackDown show, and I hate that. And I agree. Well, we can't have that as a as a major pay per view. Okay, I don't see so, why. I don't see why. Yeah, I, don't, I, thought, why I thought they should have scrapped it. I was really hoping they wouldn't have done it. Okay. Because of the brand. So in the last brand split, they had a million Raw specials where they were like, "Yeah, we're inviting all of SmackDown's roster to come join us." They can't do that for one pay per view. They can't have SmackDown do that for one pay per view. Come on. That's yep. Bullshit. That's because bullshit. we can't be doing any of that because it's not even a year old yet. It's stupid. I don't. I don't. The get only. How old the is. only reason that. The only reason they could they did it with Randy and Brock is because they I, they really did that draft on the fly. That's the only reason why that happened. Yeah, they other probably booked that, that feud before they booked the draft. So, so other than that, no no one no one has touched another superstar from Raw. No one's tweeting at another superstar from their brands either. They're they're very serious. They're trying to keep it completely That's separate, true. and they've done a great job. I mean, they have, but at the same time, like they're ruining it. They have to understand that there's real life outside of WWE, and they can talk to whoever the fuck they want. Like even just a tweet. But the point being is, it's a universe. It's it's their world. It's a TV world. Nah, so if you want to legit, that's the best way to do it. And I think that this is why I was really hoping they'd scrap Money in the Bank, so I didn't have to have this problem. They could have just done a Money in the Bank at Mania again. That's when they're better anyway. They could have also done that, but instead they wanted to keep this Intercontinental Championship ladder match. We could have seen Kalisto die again. Man, that'd be awesome. I, mean, I want to see him hit that Salida del Sol through the ladder again. I want to see somebody take that. I'd feel really bad for who forever is going to have to take that again. Who took the last one? Was that Kofi? Kofi Kingston. <laughs> I thought so. It was really I'm good. He, didn't, he does that I'm really. Surprised he didn't break his, I'm surprised he didn't break his back doing that. That like I don't. I think there apparently there are wooden ladders that they spray paint, but like that's that's still a dangerous spot. Yeah, still I don't I don't care. Like that was a very dangerous spot, and that was a very cool spot, and I'm very mad that I will, that they won't do that again. Yeah, so I mean, where's Sin Cara? Where what? He's on SmackDown. Smackdown? Yeah, he's on SmackDown. Oh man. Yep, he's our, he's the new number one contender for Jinder Mahal's WWE title. Didn't you know? Oh my God, I hope not. Not gonna happen. No, it's so. No, Orton's getting rematch. Yeah, and then that's Rusev a... is gonna interfere because that's how Rusev's gonna return. Why can't he return on SmackDown like a normal fucking human? I mean, it's not it's not guaranteed, but like that's that's what I would want to see. Why do we have the shock base things? I hope he doesn't do it during the match. If he's gonna do it, do it after the match. <laughs> yeah, you know that would be smart. Um, but yeah, uh, we are we are like really high on time right now. So uh, I think this is a good place to wrap up. I think we've exhausted everything we've had to say. Um, yeah, yeah. and so well, I keep angry. 
few more booking decisions. Booking decisions no. are fun. I mean, I could book 205 Live, make the show watchable. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I feel like talking about sorry. 205 Live sorry, after Nick. all of that. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> all right, guys. I think anyway, it's, I think it's about any, time we wrap this one up. Any closing? Any closing argument? Any closing shots? Anyone want to take? Well, I will. Have to, I do have to say this for those of you who are listening to this podcast and listened all the way to the end of this very long show. Uh, feel free to give us a rating on iTunes and also to leave a uh, a little review about us because the more we hear your feedback the more the uh, better we become as a uh, host of a podcast and we want to give you the best content that we can so thank you guys tweet at me tweet at me wrestling mark one on twitter yeah come on yeah come on and I'm sick and tired of Bray Wyatt being pushed over that man deserves a title for more than a month two months sorry we'll save that one for another day but that is a very good argument that's a very good concept. I think a podcast about that. <laughs> that is. That's my, that's my final yes. argument right there. Great. Oh, wait. We forgot one more segment. Oh, yeah. We forgot, best of the week. We forgot Best in Wrestling. So, Nick, we do a segment called Best in Wrestling where we talk about uh, our favorite thing in wrestling this week. Um, you know, it's very hard for me to, to uh, figure this one out this week. I haven't watched a whole lot of wrestling, but I'm not sure if this was necessarily this week, but... It's still very relevant. Uh, my best in wrestling this week is from NXT, and it is the heel turn of Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, he gave his first heel promo this past week, I believe, on NXT, talking about how he put Johnny Gargano away uh, because he knew he was injured in that match, and he was going to go away for a while, and he didn't want uh, Gargano to find a replacement for him because the crowd was already... He was saying that the crowd wanted him to find a replacement for Ciampa when they found out that Ciampa was injured, and... Uh, Champa didn't want that, so he took Gargano out with him, and it was a really, it was probably one of the more logical heel turns I've had or I've witnessed. I mean, and that like we've seen in the in the WWE. Uh, yeah, I'm very intrigued to see where they go from here because both of them are now injured uh, and gone for a little while. So when they come back, it's definitely something they can build to. So uh, who wants to go next? Nick. Nick. All right. My favorite thing from this week has to be the uh, R-Truth Mocking Gold Dust promo. That was easily the thing that made my week. I love R-Truth and Gold Dust and this rivalry. I think should have been the, the pre-match or the pre-show match. Something along the lines of them too. But like, it's pure comic gold because... They're both just, uh, at this point, it's just ridiculous, and I love it. Uh, for me this week... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, for me this week, it... Uh, yeah, like Ty said, I didn't watch a whole bunch of wrestling this week. I watched Raw for the first time and didn't pass out. and watched all three hours, and that was, that was a rough watch. But what I did watch was Reigns, and I see the tide turning, and this is... This is now what I'm paying attention to. I pay attention to how loud the crowd gets each week for Reigns as compared to everybody else, and it still baffles my mind how people don't see it when they give him the loudest reaction. And my best part is Reigns can do literally whatever the fuck he wants. He already knows what he's doing for the next year. 
Yeah. Uh, that's the, that's that's honestly. He can literally be like, you all ain't shit because I have a world title handed to me already. Y'all literally can do whatever the fuck you want. It's awesome. I, yeah, I just hope they build on that because it's working. Whatever they're doing also, with Reigns right now, it's different because I haven't noticed much of a difference, but it's working. Also, Nick name dropping CM Punk because I almost forgot to do it myself. Thank you. I have to. Come on. Well, we have we to at least do it once every we've show. Named, that that that's my goal. I'm glad. Oh yeah. On the same page. Oh, we're we've, honestly we've once that that's minimal. That's not minimal. enough. That's not enough. Can we have a? Let's talk about CM Punk for another thirty minutes. Yeah, we need we need CM Punk back in WWE right yes. now. Okay. He ain't no MMA fighter. All right. <laughs> I think we're good. He ain't no MMA fighter. That's like. Three minutes of matches right, right there. That's enough. You you had your <laughs> debut night. Now you're fired. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Feel free to leave us a rate and a review on iTunes. And uh, coming soon, I feel it. I feel like it's time that eventually we create a YouTube page for this podcast and we put our podcast up on YouTube so you can also listen there. So feel free to check you that out it. eventually. Oh. Uh, we're gonna want. We're gonna one do day, some all more. Four of us. We're gonna yeah, do uh, some more. Too. Yeah, one day we're gonna have all four of us. Uh, Tim, Nick, Owen, and myself. Um, to do a, a really good show that will probably go on for four hours, isn't that great? So uh, yeah, uh, we're hoping to, we're hoping to do some more uh, like special like side videos that aren't the podcast, but just like discussions of like booking decisions and uh, random thoughts like that, like booking. Uh, Things that could go on things. for entirely too long. Yeah, but it, it's true. But it, that, way, that way we can talk about other things outside of our weekly podcast when we want to devote uh, devote our time to results of pay-per-views or uh tv or whatever so thank you guys so much for tuning in this week finally signing off is tyler nick and tim from vacant podcast see you see y'all later